0: As I walk up the stairs, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. Time to give you a little food after midnight. Today we've got a few different topics up for discussion. I'm also going to do a five list, not so much a top five where I'm grading from least to best, or in this case, least worst to most worst. I'm going to be doing the uh, my I'm going to be doing my top five worst movies to watch after a breakup. Yours truly has just gone through a huge separation, and it is a... You think you got life figured out, and you think you've got life by the balls, and then you realize that life is a woman. I'm going to do, uh, do my best to get through this list. Uh, it's, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to have some fun with it. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me, on this, but this is my overall feeling after uh, any breakup I've been through in my life. These are movies that I, for whatever reason, I decided to torture myself and watch these and uh, they have all been a terrible idea. The final movie that I drop is going to be the worst movie that you can watch. So before we get to that, I'm gonna drop a few things that came out this week. Big news is that uh, Kevin Feige is joining Star Wars. He's going to be producing a lot of the Star Wars movies. Uh, That's pretty cool. It's actually a very smart business idea or business plan for Kevin Feige. Uh, He's already created a huge universe with the MCU. And I've said this before. I I don't think the MCU is going to continue to grow the way it has been over the past 10 years. I do believe that we are going to see a decline in these movies. I can very well be wrong, but they don't have a lot of big names anymore in Marvel. They've used up a lot of their resources. I mean, they're relying on a lot of secondhand characters. Again, I've said this before on here. Shang-Chi, I've never heard of them. That's one of the movies I'm most excited about, though. We're getting a martial arts film, and it's digging back into the whole universe with the Ten Rings. But again, they're relying on secondhand characters. I mean, even Moon Knight. A lot of fans are craving Moon Knight, but they're going to be diving that into a series. We'll see what happens. I'm not really focused on the series. I'm focusing more on the movies. Another thing is the Eternals. Nobody knows who the Eternals are. Let's be honest. I have no idea who the Eternals are. I'm not going to pretend I know who they are. All of the characters that they've announced, I have no idea who Icarus is. I have no idea who the Black Knight is. I'm at a loss. I, I really don't know. Uh, this is where I see the MCU taking a turn for the worse. Like They can even bring back their popular characters like Doctor Strange. The Black Widow movie that... N- I'm, I'm not asking for it, but it's coming. I know there's some fan outcry for it where they want it. Even other characters like Black Panther, yeah, I'm gonna see Black Panther. I can't wait for Black Panther. Other than that though, God, what, what else do we have? Well, we have Spider-Man 3. Yes, Spider-Man is back in the MCU. Somehow they came to an agreement between Sony and Disney Marvel. They, they figured something out. I don't know what the hell they figured out exactly, but as of right now, Spider-Man is going to continue his stay in the MCU. I had a feeling this would happen. I thought, What the hell was Sony actually going to do with Spider-Man after this fallout? I can not honestly say that taking Spider-Man from the MCU and doing your own brand was a smart business plan, but hey, guys, I'm gonna see Spider-Man 3. I can't wait. They'll probably call it Spider-Man Back to Home or Homeward Back. Homeward Bound, Spider. Spider is lost from civilization at home. Who knows what the fuck they're going to call it. Spider Home. What if they just call it Spider Home? Yeah, back to Kevin Feige. Going from the MCU, and who knows if he's going to continue to do the MCU and Star Wars at the same time, but if you take a franchise that's, I mean, it's got a lot of a split in the fan base. You have a lot of fans who hate Star Wars right now, and then you have others that are still sticking by it. I'm not into the new Star Wars. I, I love the original trilogy. That's something I've loved since I was a kid. And... The new stuff just hasn't done it for me. I did actually like the prequels. I'm one of the few people I can say I enjoyed the prequels. I was also young. I was in, I think I was in like fifth grade when uh, Phantom Menace came out and I enjoyed it. Episode two, I liked it. Episode three, yeah, they, you know, they were good. You know, now that we're at the age we're at, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and say that they were terrible movies to the franchise. I mean, George Lucas introduced a bunch of stupid things in there, like the Metaclorians and shit like that, where, you know, thinking about it now it's like, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a far reach or, you know, a little too fantastical, I guess. And it doesn't really follow the Star Wars mythology again. Guys, I'm not a huge Star Wars, you know, I'm not a huge fanatic. I love the original trilogies. I'm I'm a fan of Star Wars, but I'm not a fanatic. I, I've said that a million times. Again, I think this is a smart move for Kevin Feige to try to mend a wound, I guess, in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, if anyone could do it, you know, I have a lot of faith in them. The guy's done an amazing thing with Marvel and comic book movies. Getting away from comics and Star Wars, uh, we're gonna jump into another franchise that is also kind of on a rocky little slope here. We've got the Jurassic franchise. Jurassic World 3. It has been officially confirmed that the original cast from Jurassic Park, that's right, the very first Jurassic movie, the original cast will be returning. That includes Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and Laura Dern, apparently. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. That Rumors like this do come out. I mean, it has been confirmed. Confirming something doesn't really mean a whole lot. We could be seeing a point where like someone drops out or something else comes up. I mean, we'll see what happens. You never know. M. Night Shyamalan. Anyone still a fan of M. Night Shyamalan? I know he's been on a, a roller coaster as well. God, this is a fucked up episode, isn't it? Man, talking about, like, heartbreak here and just a lot of beloved things just fucking dying. It's, uh, damn, the irony. Holy shit. Anyway, M. Night Shyamalan. I've always been a huge fan of M. Night Shyamalan. The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable is my favorite movie of his. Even The Village, I'm actually, I've always been a fan of The Village. I know that's when that first came out, everybody was hating on that movie. And a lot of people said that was the turning point for M. Night where he got a little cocky with himself. And it is true. He did get cocky in that movie, especially at the end of the movie where he has his little cameo. And there's nothing wrong with putting yourself in your own movie. I mean, Hitchcock did it throughout his entire career. You, you, can watch every movie and you'll see Hitchcock in the background. He never gave himself lines, I believe. I I could be wrong. But usually you would always see Hitchcock in the background. Where M. Night, he would do that. And it's fun. It's a fun little thing. It's like, oh shit, there's M. Night. It was like, I spy. You know, shit like that I love. The Village, though, again, I've, I've always loved that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think how the movie was marketed was done poorly. And I mean, promoting that movie as a monster movie instead of what it actually was, which was a love story with the possibility of monsters, it it could have been promoted a lot better. Also the editing, especially towards the end of the movie mainly is it could have been cut a lot differently to where the twist wasn't done twice. Uh, It was, it it kind of ruined itself. The, The twist ruined itself because you're already told that the monsters aren't real. And then she's attacked by a monster and you're like, well, we already know they're not real. But then like part of you is still like, well, what if this is a real monster? But then you find out that it's not real because you've already been told it's not real. It was just cut poorly. But anyway, back to M. Night and his other movies. Uh, Signs, great. The Happening, funny as fuck. Lady in the Water, it's an unfortunate disaster. I That actually, just like the village now, has a huge cult following. Kind of surprised with that one. After that, you do get into The Last Airbender and After Earth. I, I don't count those towards the M. Night vault or the m night collection just because they're not really his you know thing i mean the last airbender he more or less did for his kids i mean he did that with lady in the water as well but he did the last airbender and that was a pre-existing property and that thing was doomed Oh man, the the last airbender, there's a huge following behind that and trying to make that is like it's trying to duplicate the most amazing meal you've ever had even though it can never be duplicated again. It's it's not going to happen. It was it was it was doomed. Just like a lot of these video game movies that are coming out too, those are usually doomed from the get-go. I think one of the the only successful video game movies now is like what De- Detective Pikachu. I think that's like the highest rated uh, video game movie. And After Earth, I mean, that was just a pet project for Will Smith and, you know, Jaden. And, you know, right on. Do your thing. You want to make a movie with your son. That's awesome. M. Night was like, yeah, hey, OK, let's do this. They did it. But the movie sucks. Uh, it's, it's I mean, if you're going to count it towards his his gallery, it's it's a terrible movie. Then M. Night decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a low budget movie and found footage style. And that's when we got the visit. And that movie was fun. It was such a, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot. And I was like, holy shit, M. Knight's back. Like, I'm, I've am never given up hope, but yes, he's back. A l- movie had good ratings. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was liking it. And then we got Split. And holy shit, Split was definitely the return of M. Knight Shyamalan. You delivered a movie, and I remember the experience of watching Split in the theater still. And by the time we get to the ending, and then it got to the point where... James McAvoy starts crawling on the walls and I was like, this movie fucking sucks. I hate this movie, stupid movie, blah, blah, blah. All right, now I'm done with M. Night Shyamalan. And then when it's a twist at the end, not even so much a twist, but you realize that you've been watching a sequel or the continuation of the story of Unbreakable. And when you, oh my God, when I heard that music, that score start playing the Unbreakable score and I'm like, oh yes, hell yes. Here we go. I love Split. Uh, It's so crazy how a movie can just play with your emotions like that. You can watch it, be excited, be turned off, and then you're on cloud nine by the end. And then comes Glass, and everything is shattered. (sighs) Glass was uh, probably a huge disappointment for me. Uh, I am no longer a fan of his. He ruined uh, something that was beautiful. And it's, it's his, it's his, he can't, you know, he did what he wanted to do with his property and that's fine. You can do that. But man, I stuck by you for so many years and then this happens. I I can't say I totally respect what you did with this franchise or trilogy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You kill off a character that a lot of people found a lot of hope in in the most ridiculous way possible and you expect me to be okay with it. And it's like, I don't have to be okay with it. Who the fuck am I? But me personally, I wasn't okay with how it ended. A fucking puddle. Seriously, some random guy and a puddle. And then you introduce this stupid ass twist. The twist to fucking Lady in the Water, if you even wanna call that a twist, was better than this. Anyway, M. knight is, uh, he's working on two new movies. going to be released in 2021 and 2023 Uh, he's going back to horror uh, of course he he, did he really leave it not really it's you know he's always been there he just stepped away a couple times Uh, so these movies are supposed to be connected great Uh, I'm so ecstatic oh god damn it Rob calm the fuck down (laughs) Jesus I'm sorry guys I'm sorry that I'm like I'm I'm just like in (laughs) the worst. I'm such a mixed bag of emotions. Forgive me. But does anyone really care? Does anyone, like, should I even be talking about M. Night Shyamalan and his two new movies that are coming out? Do we care about it? If you do, you know, honest to God, I'm happy for you. Like, I'm seriously happy that you're excited for this. I don't want to shit on your parade, but I'm not. But hey, be excited for his two new movies that are going to be coming out within the next two and, uh, two to four years. Yeah. Two, four years, 2021, 2023, no titles or anything released yet. Just a statement was made that he's got two new movies that he's working on and we'll see what happens. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's just get to these, uh, this top five or bottom five, I guess. Uh, again, I'm not going to do this in like an actual particular order where like number five is like, you know, least. And then the, Last movie is well, no, the last movie is the worst movie. Anything in between five and one, it, it doesn't matter. They're just movies I can't say I would recommend watching if you just break up with somebody. So, hey guys, here's the five movies you should never watch after you go through a breakup. So, number five, we're going to be looking at Forgetting Sarah Marshall. This movie, it's not necessarily the worst movie to watch, but <laughs> you could easily relate to Jason Siegel's character in this movie. You go through a breakup with somebody and it feels like you see them everywhere, you know everything that they're into, everything that they ever talk to you about. You know, you go to the store, you see something and it reminds you of them. You're watching TV and some a commercial comes on and it's like a commercial for shampoo that she used or you're online and an ad pops up. You know, who knows? But I'm sure you can relate to that if, you know. Jason Siegel goes through something very, almost even worse. In this movie, Jason Siegel goes through a breakup with Kirsten Bell, a.k.a. Sarah Marshall, and he decides he needs... To get away for a while, he needs to just go on a trip to Hawaii. And when he gets to the resort, comes to find out that Sarah Marshall is there with her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. He now has to <laughs> stay on this resort for a week, uh, living right next door to them. You know, it's heartbreaking. It's a funny fucking movie, but just the idea of the things he goes through—if you just separated from somebody—it could be pretty hard to watch. Uh, the movie does have a happy ending where laces are tied, and you know. It's a good ending, uh, which is why I wouldn't say it's overall the worst movie to watch, but it can be hard to get through, especially from beginning through the middle. And then by the time you get to the end, it's okay. It can still tear at your heartstrings. Number four is uh, 500 Days of Summer. One of the first breakups I went through, I think I was uh, 23 or 24. Um, the girl I was dating at the time, and I, the, me and her talked so much, I, you know, I was, You know, you always think that girl is going to be the one you spend the rest of your life with. And, you know, this was this was probably my first love. First girl, I actually, you know, I had so much in common with her and we related on a lot of things. And then when we broke up, uh, I, I was devastated. I was so devastated for the longest time. And right after we broke up, 500 Days of Summer had just come out on DVD. I bought the DVD. Not realize, not knowing what the movie was about, it's kind of. <laughs> I just bought a lot of DVDs back in the day. Like if it was a new release, I was buying it and pop the movie on, and then when I get into the actual content, uh, yeah, not a good movie to watch. Uh, you have J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt who meets uh, Zoe Deschanel's character Summer, and this movie. Uh, I hated this movie after I saw it the first time. As time has gone by, I've appreciated it more. Which is why it's, it's not the worst movie to watch. It's a realistic love story, which you don't see a lot of that. It's not too fictional. It's, you know, what happens in real life. You have a guy who meets a girl. The girl's upfront with him saying, Listen, I don't want anything serious. This is who I am and this is what I'm doing with my life. And, you know, we can hang out. We can be cool. And then... He can't accept that he likes this girl. He wants to be with this girl. He he's head over heels for this girl. Now, by the end of the movie, Zoe Deschanel does end things with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and you know he was he had the mindset like, yeah, we're gonna be together. We're gonna we're gonna get together, and we're gonna be together, and you know things are gonna be good. And no, man, she told you from the beginning she didn't want anything serious. A lot of the times that's how the, you know, the mind can work. You you can hear one thing, but you think a completely different thing. Someone can tell you that it's raining, it's going to storm outside, and you'll be thinking, nah, it probably won't be too bad. But then the hurricane comes through and, you know, it's hard to get through. So that's why I wouldn't recommend watching 500 Days of Summer. Does it have a happy ending? I don't know. It leaves the door wide open after he meets a girl named Autumn. dun da dun All right. So number three and number two are kind of like, you know, again, no exact order here, but I would say The Notebook. The first time I saw The Notebook, I was, oh, my God, if you did not cry after watching The Notebook, uh, you have no soul. And if you're going to be like, yeah, well, I didn't cry. Well, okay, fuck you. It's a sad movie. Great love story about a a guy and a girl they meet when they're young, and then they break up because family doesn't like him and whatever. They spend years apart. Eventually, they come back together. And then you realize uh, there's an old couple that it cuts back to every so often, and you realize that... The entire time this man's been telling this woman the love story of them, he, he's been telling her a love story, but it's been the love story of them. And she doesn't know who he is because she has Alzheimer's or dementia. And it's such a beautiful story in the end. It is a great movie. It's it's in my it's in my top 10 movies of all time. And you're, you're probably saying, what? That's in your top 10? Not E.T.? Not Citizen Kane? Yeah, it's my top 10. I can make it whatever I want it to be. I think it's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. It but if you are going through a breakup, you're going to be sad and devastated that that's not your love story. You don't end up dying together in a bed holding each other. You think you're going to die alone. <laughs> you think you're you're just going to die alone and she's going to be off with somebody else. That's what goes through your head after a breakup and you watch The Notebook. Uh, sad but true. Maybe not. I don't know. Happened to me. Whatever. Moving on to movie number two. This movie... I bought this when it came out on DVD, and I remember when this came out, I was embarrassed to have this on my shelf, and now that we live in the time we live in now, I'm happy to say that I have this movie on my shelf, and I have never hidden it, I've always kept it there, but with having friends over, and them looking at my collection, and seeing this movie, I'm glad we live in the world we live in now. Uh, Brokeback Mountain is number two. It's a beautiful, again, another beautiful love story. You have two men who meet when they're on Brokeback Mountain, camping out watching a herd of animals. And uh, they end up, well, they end up hooking up. And as the story goes on, they end up falling in love with each other. Due to culture and the time they live in, you know, there's the fear of being accepted as being a homosexual. And they both, fake it through life where they marry or are married to women, uh, having families and pretending to be something that they're not. Come to the end of the movie, you learn, you know, one of them is killed and the love story that you thought was going to have a happy ending does not have a happy ending. So the reason why this movie is on my list is you, you can be in a relationship with someone and you should, you can be so terrified. Of what's going to happen in the future? You know, are things really going to work out? Are we really going to be happy by the time we're fifty? Are we, you know, are we really meant to be together? But what if you're holding me back, or what if, what if I'm holding you back? The, 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 all these questions I can go through your head. And a classic line is, "It's only fear that makes you run from the demons that you're hiding from." And this movie, ugh, God, it's it's heartbreaking. And to watch it after a breakup, it can be torture. That's why it's on this list. Number one, the number one worst movie of all time, in my opinion, to watch after a breakup is The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, So due to this past breakup that I'm going, or this current breakup that I'm going through, um, this is actually the second time we've separated. The first time was a little bit ago. Uh, I watched this movie and, oh, my God, if you're uh, (laughs) the first time I watched this, I I, I remember I was on I was on Vince Vaughn's side the entire time. I'm like, oh, man, she's got to lighten up. She's got to be cool. Like, stop. Stop giving this guy such a hard time. No, no. You know what? Watching this movie again, it's like, dude. Don't fuck up. Don't be a dick. You know, treat her right. And it goes on both sides. Like, it goes for women as well. Like, don't be a dick to your man. Like, guys, if you, you gotta love each other when you're in a relationship. You can't go ahead and start comparing yourselves to one another and saying, I do this for you and you don't do this for me. Well, yeah, well, uh, you don't do this for me. And, you know, I do this, this, and that and the other thing. But you're both doing stuff for each other. You know, that's what happens in this movie. They live together. The guy just wants to come home and play video games. And she says, Hey, listen, we got people coming over. I need you to help me like with dinner and stuff. And he goes, oh, can I just take a couple of seconds and watch the game or, you know, play a video game? She goes, no, well, no, we, you know, we just got to do this. And it's like, buddy, if you have people coming over, just take a couple of seconds. Help, help your woman out. You know, help the woman out that you love and like, you know, be there for her help her. Women, take it easy on your man. Don't let him walk all over you, but definitely take it easy on him. You can easily go back and forth with this movie, which I think is why it's 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 so hard to watch. When you see you can tell they love each other, but they're so fucking spiteful that they they just can't get past it and they just can't move on with themselves and like just work it out. You know, it's like you can do a million things right and it takes one time to fuck something up. You can be perfect, and still 10% is going to fuck everything up. And that goes on both sides. If you're a man or a woman, don't take your partner for granted, and don't let them take you for granted. Be on the same page no matter what, and always love each other. And you know what, guys? Maybe you don't agree with my list, but that's okay. It's my list. If you have a list of your own where... You feel like there are other movies that have affected you in a certain way after a breakup, but you know, please share it guys, you know, go to the Facebook, uh, leave a comment on Instagram. Give me your list. You know, let me, let me know what movie affected you. And also keep in mind, if you do go through something where you feel like your world is just destroyed or your heart has been shattered, don't ever give up hope. You know, your story's not over. It's just the end to a chapter. They might have been the person you thought you were gonna spend the rest of your life with, the person you were gonna have kids with, have a family with, grow old with, die with. But maybe they weren't the one you were supposed to be with. There's billions of people out there. The chances you found the right one are very slim. As much as you want it to be that one, maybe it wasn't. Maybe they are the next step. When you meet them, and trust me, you will, and when you feel it, you will know. But guys, that's that's my five my five list. Sorry for all the high tension going on. You know, I'm going to get back, you know, food after midnight, guys. You never know exactly what it is you're going to get. It can be anything so <laughs> i'm sorry again guys uh thank you again so much for tuning in uh it's been another episode of gizmo's corner food after midnight tune in next time we're gonna do a fun review on the new mutants. all right later